You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU DH Cooper Vest, designated hitter, hitting lefty. Vest is the first hitter in the top of the fourth for BYU. 1-1 our score, Cougs and Zags. Alec Jacob, high for ball one. We just ended the bottom of the third with a tremendous double play from BYU. A hot shot to Deming. Deming to his backside on handling the grounder. Gets the gets, uh, gets Cole to make the turn in second. Fires to Freddie, and they get them both to end the inning. He was falling down, sitting down, and made that throw to Cole. And then Cole had an unbelievably quick turn to get Randolph run at the first. It was unbelievable play right there. The way Deming fell to his backside and threw from his butt, I thought, well, at least they'll get one at second, and yeah. they did. But then the turn by Cole to get, uh, to get Rando at first, and the DP, that's an excellent play to end the inning and keep things 1-1. Keep the runner from advancing to second. And that's popped up in the infield. First baseman running in. Let's Vest run on by and handles it in foul territory. Andrew Orzel retires Vest on the pop-up. We've seen some outstanding play already. Hayden Latham with a catch at the wall. And then the 5-4-3 with Deming starting it from his backside just moments ago. So, Well, we, we've made enough mistakes when Easton has pitched throughout the season. So it's about time we make some really good plays for him. And then early you see that ball skip off the heel of Brock Watkins glove. And you're saying, well, not, not another one of those nights. But yeah. really the Cougs have redeemed themselves in the field with some excellent plays since. Squaring is Hayden Latham. After the pop-up out by Vest. And takes for strike one. Hayden Latham. Flied out to left in the second. He's tonight's left fielder. The hold kick by Jacob. And he's gotten ahead of Latham. Zero balls and two strikes here in the top of the fourth. This game clipping along pretty well here. BYU one run on two hits. The Zags one run on three hits. The 0-2 count. One out. And... Get some swing and get out ahead of it, and it's a strikeout for Latham. He'll go back to the dugout. Yeah, the strike two pitch is the one that he's got to be able to be on time for. He didn't even take a pass at it. It was a fastball, good pitch to hit, because once you get to 0-2, you know that he's going to go to that slider, which he went to there for the strikeout. Freddie Atchikar hit by a pitch in the second. Gonzaga's second nationally in being hit by pitches. And they plunked Freddie in the second. He was stranded there with a strikeout from Watkins to end the second. And Freddie sees the first pitch and lofts it deep to center field, but handling it cleanly there is Guthrie Morrison. And the Cougs are retired 1-2-3 in the fourth. We go to the bottom of the fourth. No runs, no hits, no errors, and no one left on for the Cougars. After three and a half, Zags one, Cougs zero, Cougs one. One one are tie on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Bottom of the fourth, BYU 1, Gonzaga 1. Andrew Orzel leads off the inning for the Zags and takes two balls from Easton Walker. 2-0 the count, and no one out, bottom four. And that's strike one from Easton. Andrew Orzel walked in the first, allowing him to reach safely in a 27th consecutive game. That's impressive stat right there. And that's ripped foul down the third baseline. The Zags playing their 37th game of the season, and Orzel has a 27-game reached safely streak. Still looking to extend his hit streak past 10. He's at 10 right now. Two Zag players with 10-game hit streaks as of this moment, Harris and Orzel. Orzel fouls it back to the screen on a 2-2. So Easton, after falling behind 2-0, has squared the count. 
And sees it stay at 2-2 two and two on the foul to the screen. Andrew Orzel. Last league game saw him go 2-for-5 with 3 RBI at Pepperdine last Sunday. And that's up the middle. Single on the ground for Orzel. And just like that, his hit streak is 11 games. So Orzel at first. And he's reached safely in both of his at-bats. Runner on first with no one out here in the bottom of the fourth. BYU 1, Gonzaga 1. Second baseman Mason Marenko struck out in the first. Ended the inning for Gonzaga. Inning in which they scored their lone run. Cougs scored theirs in the top of the third. Cole Gamble bringing home Peyton Cole. And we are 1-1, bottom four. Greg Grubel, Tuckett Slade with you tonight from Spokane. Beautiful night for ball here in late April. It really is a beautiful night. Floodlights are now on. And that's through the four hole. Orzel will hold at second. So a single to right from Marenko. It's back-to-back singles for Gonzaga here in the bottom of the fourth. And with no one out, Gonzaga with a runner in scoring position. Orzel at second, Marenko at first, and Jack Maktoff, who flied out to Hayden, Hayden Latham in the second, hits now in the fourth in a 1-1 game. But the Zags have something brewing with no one out. Two men on. And Maktoff stepping in. Yeah, tough break there by Easton. He threw a really good fastball running away, and he just got off the end of the bat, a little CNI single into right field by four hopper through the four hole. Zag's got something going here in the fourth inning. Maktoff hitting 250 on the year will step in. Lefty hitter Maktoff, one of three lefty bats in Coach Mark Maktoff's lineup. Mark is his dad. Most likely be asked to bunt here. Easton fields his position really well. He'll look to get the lead runner at third. So sacrifice pitching as Maktoff squares. Handled by the third baseman. Won't even look. He'll fire quickly to first and they'll get the out. But the sacrifice will advance runners to second and third. So charging was Deming and Deming fired to Freddie. They got the one. And Maktoff sacrifice bunting to advance. Orzel to third and Marenko to second. So two runners in scoring position. One out here in the bottom of the fourth. We'll bring to the plate Gabriel Hughes. And yeah. Hughes just drilled it. He drove did. it to deep left center. But Hayden Latham was his equal in the second inning. A catch made at the wall near the yellow stripe by Latham. Off the bat of Gabriel Hughes. We'll see Gabriel on the mound tomorrow night as the right-handed starter for the Zags. Second and third, one out. Easton Walker on the hill. And that's a strike one to Gabriel Hughes. Well, corners are playing even with. Middle's playing back, so ground ball to the middle will score a run. Looking for a strikeout or a pop fly in the infield if you're Easton. The 0-1 from Walker. BYU's Thursday ace. Comes set. And comes homeward outside for ball one. The count even. One and one with one out here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Gonzaga's second in the league in batting average. BYU pulling up the rear right now. Tenth of ten teams. Zags averaging seven runs a game to BYU's four right now. Easton Walker kicks and fires, and that's fouled down the first baseline. Out of play into the parking lot. Bouncing, bouncing, and the vehicles are safe for the time being. One and two now. Big pitch for Walker right now to get this to a two-out situation. Absolutely huge pitch right here. Looking for your strikeout. The 1-2 to 
to Hughes. Two men on, second and third. You're in the bottom of the fourth in a 1-1 ball game. One out. Easton holds his right hand, puts it into his glove. Comes from his belt. Cowden the setup and a swinging oh, strikeout. Big strikeout. He Go- pumped it out. Gabriel Hughes sent back to the dugout and two are gone. Now in the bottom of the fourth. Well, work still to be done. And going into that at bat, the Zags were over 70% on the year with a runner at third and less than two of scoring that run, which is a really phenomenal job. And to get that strikeout right there is a huge spot, but still got to go to work right here and get the big two out. Brings up the bottom of the order, number nine hitter, Grayson Sterling, the right fielder, hitting lefty, base on balls in the second, hits now in the fourth with two runners in scoring position. Lefty hitter, righty pitcher. At pitchers Easton Walker with an empty count and two out, and time is called. We're in the bottom of the fourth of a 1-1 ball game. Zags score in the bottom of the first. BYU won in the top of the third. Grayson Sterling hitting 258 on the year. And a swinging strike by Sterling. So many guys can hit it, including the number nine hitter, Sterling. In fact, BYU's RBI leader would be ninth on the Zags in RBI total right now. They're really getting it from all over. Don't remind me on that, Greg. <laughs> it's a, it speaks to the balance, uh, though. It's a really sure. talented offensive team they, from Gonzaga. They, are, they really are. The 0-1. And it's 0-2 and the foul back. So Cougs were sitting there with one out, runners at second and third. And just like that, they may be one pitch away from getting out with no one across. The 0-2 yeah. from Easton Walker coming up with two out. The runner at third is Orzel. Runner at second is Marenko. Grayson Sterling will dig in against Ewok. Big pitch right here, Easton. Go to your best stuff right here. Zero balls, two strikes. Can the Cougars get out of it right here? The nod from Walker. And, ooh, an, a half offering there. Didn't bring the barrel through, so he keeps it out of the zone, and it goes to one and two. It was tempting. Yes, it was. Almost got him to swing there, but... Good miss up in elevated. That's what you want to do with an 0-2 is yep. generally tempt and hope you get someone going. Things get a little more dicey as the at-bat approaches, but now it's a 1-2 and two count with two out and two on in the bottom of the fourth. 1-1 one, one, Cougs and Zags. Sun back as, as it comes from behind the clouds, casting shadows here. And sunshine present still in the late evening here in Spokane. Sterling awaits the 1-2. Oh, fouled it back to the... Got a piece of it. Got a piece to keep it 1-2. and two. The Cougs... On the dugout, top dugout rail, we're ready to celebrate a strikeout there and just enough of it from Sterling to keep it one and two. Yeah, tried to go inside with the fastball there and he barely was able to get a piece of it. The rangy Sterling. Swings the bat in front of his body. Waves it low near his feet. Brings it up to his shoulder with Walker ready to deliver the one and two. Easton fires high for ball two. Oh, did it hit him? It got him on the shoulder. Wow, I don't, it didn't look like it did, but no, uh, he but went. Wow, called the it umpire right was right on it. Caught the jersey and enough of the shoulder to put him at first and load the bases here. Oh, that's oh, so. That, that's a naked eye. Hit. Naked eye, you can barely, barely see. It just whiffs the jersey. Ooh, wasn't a true hit by pitch, but the umpire said, got him. Yeah, he must have heard the ball whistle on the fabric because it'll send. Sterling to first with a hit-by-pitch, and that's the 77th hit-by-pitch this season officially for Gonzaga. One off the national lead. This is not the guy you want to face in this situation. Yake. And as a team, Gonzaga with bases loaded this year has just been absolutely phenomenal. Yake hitting in the fourth, the bases loaded. 
And from an 0-2 to a hit-by-pitch, things change quickly. Bases loaded now. They're still one pitch away from getting out of this. Execute a ball right here, Easton. Get your ground ball out. Ball one delivered. Sterling at first, Marenko at second, Orzel at third. One ball, zero strikes, two out, bases loaded. Tie ball game, bottom four. Yakes lined out and flied out, 0 for 2 tonight. And that's chopped to second. The fire from Cole to Freddie, and the Cougs are out of the inning. With the bases loaded, we go to the fifth. Gonzaga 1, BYU 1 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Top of the fifth here in Spokane. Brock Watkins leads off for BYU and strike one to Brock. In a 1-1 ball game, BYU one run on two hits. Gonzaga one run on five hits. And that's high for ball one, one and one. So bases loaded for Ernie Yake there in the bottom of the fourth. And with bases loaded, he was four for six this year, including two for two in league until that big retirement on the 4-3 ground out to end the inning for BYU with the sacks stacked with Zags. That's bent in for strike two. So one and two to Watkins. Big out, though, to end the bottom of the fourth. Well, and one of the reasons why this team is so good offensively with winners in scoring position, they're batting 300. With bases loaded, they're batting 434. Mm. Just in the big pressure fun spots, they're getting the job done this year. A swinging strikeout from Brock Watkins on a 1-2 delivery. So Watkins is Cade. And for Alec Jacob, the Gonzaga starter, that's five strikeouts on the night, four of the five strikeouts swinging. And that's that number you mentioned with the bases loaded, one of the reasons they're, they're a seven-run-per-game team right now. Yep. They, uh, they just hit in those spots and put pressure on you. Get on base, put pressure on you, and, and make it tough. Number nine hitter, second baseman Peyton Cole. Lefty hitter Cole. Looks at strike one. Cole has scored the Cougars' lone run. He singled in the third, advanced on a wild pitch, making it an unearned run when Cole Gamble singled him in to tie the game at one. Matt gets away on a high ball, skipping through the glove of Tyler Rando. It's one and one with one out here in the top of the fifth inning. So we're clipping along here. The game will be almost halfway done, and this game is just barely an hour old. Jacob kicks and fires and breaking ball for strike two. One and two. So we struck out Watkins on a one-two count a moment ago. Now well, Peyton Cole looks at one and two. Well, Jacobs all of a sudden, now that got that slider going, he couldn't find it the first couple innings, but he's starting to really settle in. That's high for ball two. The count even. Two balls, two strikes, one out. Top five in a one-one ball game. Zag scored in the bottom of the first. BYU scored in the top of the third, the Gamble RBI. And Peyton Cole fouls that out of play behind us. As we talked about earlier, it was good to see Cole get uh, get an RBI for the first time in four weeks. In fact, it was four weeks ago tonight that he had his last RBI in that home win over San Francisco to kick off that USF series. It started promisingly for BYU. Mm. Swing and strikeout. Ball got away. And with first base open, Cole will take off, and they do throw to get him at first. So two out here in the top of the fifth. Uh, good break of ball right there. Just fell off the table, and, and Peyton couldn't hold up. He tried, but he couldn't. 
So that's back-to-back swinging strikeouts here in the top of the fifth. And six strikeouts on the day for Jacob. And four of his six strikeouts have come in the bottom part of the order. Hitters six through nine. Leadoff hitter, Mitch McIntyre, hitting third here in the fifth. The delayed kick and fire from Jacob. And now feels like Jacob's settling in a little bit. He really is. I mean, that's the thing about him is it seems like as his pitch count goes gets higher, he gets better. He's gone, he's gone high 90s pitch count twice, over 100, or high 90s three times, over 100 twice this year, including in his no-hitter, and that's an 0-2. That ball's inside. Man. So breaking from Jacob, and that's zero balls and two strikes, so he can pick his pitch now. 0-2 with two out here in the top of the fifth. Jacob comes high for ball one. So McIntyre has flied out to center field in both of his at-bats. The center fielder has been retired by the center fielder twice tonight. Mitch is 0 for 2. Does have hits in four of his last six coming into tonight. He awaits the 1-2 delivery from Alec Jacob. Drops his glove to his belt. The wind-up and delivery. And he got a backwards case. He strikes out the side. Three up, three down, all via the strikeout. Seven strikeouts now for Alec Jacob. And we head to the bottom of the fifth at a one-run ball game. No hits, no runs, no errors. None were left on. Zags won. Cougs won. We're halfway through in the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Back here at Patterson Baseball Complex, Coach Steve Hertz Field. And bottom of the fifth we go. And leading off is Guthrie Morrison for the Zags. BYU 1, Gonzaga 1. Morrison singled and scored on a sack fly. The Zags' lone run and was flied out to center in the third. Easton Walker on the hill for BYU. Goes 1-1 one one to Guthrie Morrison. And that's hit on the ground to left field. It'll be collected by Latham, and he'll fire in to keep Guthrie Morrison at first. But the Zags now have their sixth hit of the evening, and a leadoff single to left for Guthrie Morrison. Yeah, good cutoff right there by Latham, cutting that ball off before it gets to the wall and getting a good uh, strong throw into second to keep that just as a single. Easton Walker now faces Brett Harris. Harris with singles in the first and the third to extend his hit strike to t- his hit streak to 10 games. The batting average leader for the Zags. Righty v. Righty here with one out, with none out, and one on here in the bottom of the fifth. 1-1, our score. And that's opposite field into foul territory to the Gonzaga bullpen. So Walker gets ahead 0-1 to Harris. One on, the runner on first is Guthrie Morrison. This game is tied at one here in Spokane. Greg Grubel and Tuckett Slade with you, as we will be for the next two nights. Here at Gonzaga, that's high for ball one. One and one from Easton Walker. Easton with a couple of Ks, working into his fifth inning. Alec Jacobs, seven Ks through five for Gonzaga. The 1-1. One, one. The nod from Walker. And comes high, gets away. 
Ooh, did it get him too? It did, yeah. That's a second hit by pitch. And so with that hit by pitch, Gonzaga is now tied for the national lead in batters hit by pitch with 78 this season. It caught him on the elbow. So coming inside to Harris, and just like that, Harris has his 18th hit by pitch of the season. Unbelievable. BYU as a team, with Freddie Achikar being hit tonight, has 16 as a group. So, and you see a little bit of the technique, if you will want to call it that, that gets Harris on base. Yeah, they just stand in there. They're, they don't even try to get out of the way. They're looking, hey, you throw it inside, well, we're going to take the pitch. So Morrison at second, and Harris on his eight, hey, 18th hit by pitch is at first. Walker fakes the throw to second to get Morrison diving back, but it's none out. The Cougs have found themselves in a bit of a jam here in the last two innings. Last time they bunted in this situation to put runners second and third, BYU got out of it with no one across. Yeah, you think they'd go right back to that again right here. So Brett Harris has reached base in all three of his appearances. Two hits and a hit by pitch. Tyler Randall. Sack fly to bring in the Zags' lone run in the first and a 5-4-3 DP in the third. And that wasn't just an everyday 5-4-3 DP no, for BYU. It was not. The grounder was hit sharply to Deming, took him to his backside, and a clean handle, by the way. It was a tough handle to begin with. Threw to Cole to get one from his backside, and then the turn by Peyton got the runner at first, Rando, and it was a double play to get the Kooks out of the inning in the third. Now time is called by Rando. Well, if they're not going to bunt here, if you're Easton, try to get yourself another double play ball right here. Zero balls and one strike. Just some rando at the plate. And that is laced, but well fouled down the first baseline. But it does get you to 0-2. Yeah, it does. Go to work right here, East. And rando's been struck out more than any other Gonzaga batter this season. And Easton's got him 0-2 with no one out. You're in the bottom of the fifth in a one-run ball game. One run, six hits for the Zags. One run, two hits for BYU. Temps now 61 degrees here in Spokane. Still some sunshine as the shadows lengthen. And again, time is called. Nope, halftime. Now he stepped right in. He held his hand up and then didn't step out. And then he finally did step out, and time was called by the home plate umpire. He'll dig back in on the 0-2. Ewok fires high for ball one. Runners on. Morrison at second and Harris at first here in the bottom of the fifth. The 1 2 forthcoming to Tyler Rando. Hit in the air, but foul. Gamble will give chase. There's space out there. There's room, but to the bullpen it goes over the fence. Nothing Cole could do about that. Stays 1 and 2. Tyler Rando. He's now a one for his last 15 at the plate. Get your strikeout or double play ball right here, East. Gonzaga as a team with runners in scoring position this year. 335 coming in two tonight. They've got a runner at second, and Guthrie Morrison stays 1-2. From the stretch, Walker glances back at second base to Morrison. Comes plateward. And again, popped up. Cowden will give chase to the screen. It'll get into the stands. It'll bounce off the seat as the fans take cover. They did take cover. Instead of reaching they, a handout. The students there just bailed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a catchable ball. But for the students in the vicinity, you said, I'm out of here. 
So it bounces foul in the seats. And it's good to have fans in the seats. It's it never is, a guarantee yeah. that you're going to see fans when you hit the road. But Gonzaga's allowing up to 400 fans in the stands today. Gives a good vibe and a good feel with our crowd mic. Stays one and two as Rando's fighting off Walker here in the bottom of the fifth. In a one-run ball game. Oh, and again, chopped just enough of a piece of it. And may have caught his own foot down the third base line. It's fouled. Yep, that caught him. Rando's walking this one off. Yeah, that was the double play ball right there. Had it not hit him exactly what Easton wanted to do. He wanted to throw it inside and get the jam shot to third, but uh, hit off his foot for a foul ball. The wind has kind of changed directions. It has, hasn't it? It was blowing out to left, and now it's flipped directions to right as day turns tonight here in Spokane. We're at Patterson Baseball Complex, the seating capacity 1,500. Again, up to 400 will be allowed in tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. Big three-game series. If the Cougs want to get back in the WCC race, the Zags lead the league. Here we go, one and two. Bottom five, runners on first and second. Walker glances back to second, and just enough of a piece again from Rando to stay alive in the at-bat as it fouled into the glove and through the glove of Josh Cowden. Yeah, good battle by both guys right here. Easton's throwing good pitches, but Randall's finding a way to barely foul him off. Gonzaga playing just its 11th home game of the year. Again, like BYU, very road-heavy in these colder climbs. They're 8-2 in their home games. They have so similar weather to us. Yep. Not as mountainous, but hilly enough. And you can see mountains in the distance as that's fouled back to the top of the screen. As Rando's just staying alive in this at-bat. Yeah, the count stays. Well, count's been one and two for about five minutes, it's felt like. Yes, it has. Just win this battle east and find a way right here. This Gonzaga team, 25th in RPI. Some lofty numbers are projected to play in the field of 64 right now. Yeah, you go to TCU and take two out of three from a, a, a top 15 powerhouse. That's, that'll help that RPI for sure. The 1-2, outside for ball two. Count is even and still no one out. You're in the bottom of the fifth. This Gonzaga team so solid across the board. You mentioned all the great hitting numbers they've got. Well, they're also a top 10 fielding team nationally. Fielding 982 for ninth in the country. Good ball club. Cook's looking to take a series from the league leaders and stay alive as they go high from Walker for ball three. So a full count with no one out here in the bottom of the fifth. Yeah, and the Zags dugout is going wild through this battle. They love this. They're excited over there. Fight through it right here, Easton. Execute your best pitch right here. Win this battle. Catcher Tyler Rando. Righty hitter, righty thrower, Easton Walker. 1-1 ball game. Hit to center. Hangs up for Mitch. Runner tags. We'll have to go back Perfect. as Mitch fires in and fires a strike yes. to Austin Deming at third. So he was not going to go anywhere. Guthrie Morrison. So, hey, that bat took a while, but they get the end result on a full count. A rip to center, but Mitch almost where he stood was able to make that catch and then fires a bullet to Austin Deming, keeping Guthrie Morrison at second. So one out and a big out here in the bottom of the fifth. That was a huge first out right here to win that battle. Felt like about a 10-pitch at pat. And now you got a chance to get yourself a double play ball right here and get out of this inning. The wind picks up as the temperatures drop into the 50s here in Spokane. So Rando flies out to center, brings up the number five hitter, 
fourth in this inning, Andrew Orzel. Orzel on an 11-game hit streak and a 27-game consecutive games reached safely streak. Takes strike one from Easton Walker. 27 consecutive games. That is unbelievable. How many total games have they played? This is their 37th. Yeah, I mean. And then you got Yake, who's at 17 himself on the reach safely. Waving the bat over his right shoulder is Andrew Orzel, the Wofford transfer. Awaits the 0-1 delivery from Eastern Walker. Runners on first and second for Gonzaga. And that's hit on one hop to center field. Two hops to McIntyre. Rounding third and coming around to score is Morrison. Going to third is Harris. And it's runners on the corners on an RBI single from Andrew Orzel to center field. And Gonzaga retakes the lead 2-1. to one. Yeah. Orzel just has a short, compact swing. He just takes the ball the other way. Fastball run away, and he just hit it right back up the middle and right center. Good piece of hitting. So Andrew Orzel had three RBI in his last league game, in his first RBI of this night, to make the score 2-1. to one. And he's their team leader in RBIs, correct? Now with 31. Yeah. Yep, he led coming in at 30. Harris was right there with 29. Now it's a two-RBI gap between Orzel and number two. So RBI number 31 makes it 2-1 to one here in the bottom of the fifth. The Zags score one in the first and one in the fifth, and now one out with runners at first and third. Harris at third, Orzel at first, and Easton Walker from the stretch facing Mason Marenko. Marenko struck out and then singled in his first two at-bats and strikes, swings through, strike one from Walker. Marenko caved in the first and then hitting in the fourth, singled, stranded at second. So one for two on the night. It's now in the fifth with his team leading by one. Yeah, and he just found a hole into the four hole with his single. Get you a double play ball and minimize this to one right here east. A couple of guys going hot in the pen right now for the Cougs. Squaring, pulling back, and taking oh, good, strike two. Good, yes. Tried to safety squeeze there. He thought it was down. And a big strike two call. Looks like Cooper McKeon and Aiden Callahan are down throwing. So lefty and righty respectively. And Aiden Callahan has looked good in his first two appearances after two years off with Tommy John surgery. Two innings in his first appearance, one in a staff day on Tuesday. Walker delivers high for ball one. Runners at first and third here in the bottom of the fifth. The Zags have taken the 2-1 lead. And the Zags like the fifth. They've outscored the opponents this year 41-9 to in the fifth inning. Wow. It's their wheelhouse inning. We'll see if the Cougs can keep things under control here. Get out of this one. And that's hit in the air to right. Back to the track is Gamble. Back, back, and... Oh, seriously? Over the wall for a home run that just carried. It kept carrying to right. Gamble thought he had a beat on it. And it's a three-run shot. For the Zags, off the bat of Mason Marenko, scoring Harris and Orzel, and it goes from a one-run game to begin the bottom of the fifth to five to one, four across here in the bottom of five. When he hit it, I figured Gamble was going to have a look at it, maybe near the track, but it drifted and drifted, and over the yellow stripe it goes for a three-run shot. Well, off the bat, I was like, it's a routine fly ball. Does Gamble have a chance to throw him out? at the dish, and it just kept carrying, kept carrying. Like you said, that wind started to shift a little bit and barely carries out of here 329 feet for a big three-run home run. 
Four runs across for the Zags here in the bottom of the fifth. And a four-run lead for Gonzaga. Jack Maktoff hits with the bases empty and hits the first pitch he sees to right center and diving and missing at his gamble. Throw him out. Going for second, McIntyre will throw and get him easily. So, thrown out at second is Jack Maktoff. Gamble dove for it, didn't get it, but covering was McIntyre, and he throws to second. The tag is made, and two out here in the bottom of the fifth. As Maktoff, when he saw it drop, tried to stretch it to two, and was gunned out easily. Yeah, good effort there, and great backup there by Mitch, and a great one-hop throw to Watkins for the second out. So it goes as an 8-6, yeah. right, on that? 8-6. A single 8-6 yeah. put out. single 8-6. <laughs> Two out, bringing to the plate Gabriel Hughes. Hughes. Flight out to Hayden Latham with a catch at the wall in the second. Struck out swinging in the third, in the fourth. And hits now in the fifth with already four runs across for the Zags. 5-1, to one, Gonzaga leads BYU. Three-run home run, Mason Marenko, the big hit in this game. And on the 0-2, swinging strike. And then Cowden saw it skip away, so he had to throw to first in kind of a slow motion play. And does throw low to Freddie, but they get him at first on the strikeout drop ball. So... Drop third strike out to end the inning, but big inning for the Zags. Four across, and Gonzaga leads BYU 5-1 through 5. We're taking a break on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. First hitter, the BYU 6, flies out to center. That's Cole Gamble bringing to the plate Joshua Cowden, the Cougar catcher. Base on balls in the first, strikeout in the third, hits now in the sixth. BYU down 5-1. to one. The Zags five runs on nine hits. BYU one run on just two hits. And starting pitcher Alec Jacobs stays in the game. No hitter in his last outing and only two hits through five in his follow-up appearance. Yeah, and now he's got a a four-run lead, which usually means that he's going to go out there and just really dial in. Jacob with his first two pitches to Cowden. Sees them both called balls. 2-0 with one out here in the top of the sixth. And BYU trailing it now 5-1. BYU struggling for runs and hits this season, really. It's a, it's a team averaging four runs a game on about seven hits per game. And the Zags are at 7-10, and ten respectively. Showing the punch they've got in this lineup. Mason Marenko, three-run home run to blow up in a one-run game. Take it to 4-1. They added one more. As Cowden. Well, it was 2-1 when Marenko hit the three-run shot to bring it 2-5 to 1. Yeah, and, and offensively it's been such a frustrating year because even in our worst year in 2018, we, we batted 280 as a team and, and, and led the league that year still. And so we're a team that usually just really hits, and, and this year this young group is just really trying to figure it out. Two balls, two strikes. That's lifted in the air to center. And making the catch at his belt is Guthrie Morrison. Two gone here in the top of the sixth. And wouldn't you know, with as much punch as this lineup has, that was the first home run of the season for Marenko. Oh, wow. Like I said, I cannot believe that that ball got out of here. I thought it was a routine fly ball to right. We both thought. And Gamble did, too. I think Gamble, you know, he he, he ran to where he thought the ball would, was yeah, going to end up. But then had to carrying. keep watching it and yeah. watching it over the stripe. Two out. Jacob delivers strike one. To Josh Cowden. I mean, to Austin Deming, beg your pardon. As Cowden flied out 
to center. So back-to-back retirements by the center fielder here in the sixth. And Austin Deming hits. 5-3 ground out and a pop-up to short in his second at-bat. Hits for a third time and fouls that one back. So 0-2. Well, you, and you had mentioned right before that inning, what did the wind do? It shifted. Yep. It went from blowing out to left to blowing out to right. And uh, just enough to, to really change this game. Gonzaga leads the WCC in runs scored. And they've got five as whiffing is Deming to end the Cougar top half of the six. So fly out, fly out, and strike out. We go to the bottom of the six. No runs, no hits, no errors. No one left on. BYU trailing Gonzaga 5-1 through 5.5 on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Gonzaga right fielder Grayson Sterling leads off the bottom of the sixth for the home team. The home team leads 5-1. Strike one from Easton Walker. Four-run fifth for the Zags to blow this game open a little bit. Yeah, that's two strikes. So that's a cut. Or I beg your pardon. Oh, no, the scoreboard is a little behind on us there. Yeah, that was it, it should be OT. Uh, yeah, it should. Actually, one and one because the first pitch was, was outside. Was a ball, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Called outside, then a swinging strike. So one and one to Sterling here in the bottom of the sixth. And that's fouled. Stays in the batter's box to one and two. So now we're at one ball, two strikes. So Tuesday, BYU played a staff day game against Dixie State. 18 pitchers were used between the two teams. We've seen two pitchers used tonight. Both starters stay in. We're in the bottom of the sixth. Jersey number six. Grayson Sterling looks at ball two. So the count even. No one out here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Gonzaga five and BYU one. And the the big three-run blast is the big difference. They did take a 2-1 lead before that, but that 3-1 wind-hated home run. As, uh, as Coach Stephen Hertz would say, the wind never blows out to right field. He just told yeah. us right before the break there. Yeah, we were talking with the broadcast crew about how the wind always goes out to left, and we talk about it switching to right, which it apparently never does except for tonight. And that's lifted to left. Hayden Latham tracks it out of the jet stream and hauls in out number one. And you were noting, yeah, you were noting, Tuck, how there's a partition between the two broadcast crews, and it's waving pretty good here in the press box. There's a construction site across the way, probably another couple hundred yards past the 400-foot sign here in center field, and the flag at the top of the construction site, about a five- or six-story building, is just whipping straight out to right field. Uh, And, and of course, that would happen to Easton Walker, right? All the bad luck that's happened for him this year, the wind shifts that inning and makes a big difference. So Sterling, having flied out to Latham here in the bottom of the sixth, brings up the top of the order, Ernie Yake. Gonzaga shortstop. Looks at strike one, the 0-1 from Easton. That's inside for ball one. And when balls come inside, no one bails. No, <laughs> no. I wonder if they actually, like, just have a batting practice day where the pitching machine just hits guys because they are comfortable in that box. Well, they have now been hit by pitches more than any team in college baseball, 78 times. And, Greg, I'm just going to say, if this petitioner happens to come down and you hear a bang, just keep calling the game. I'll figure it out because it will take me out. Strike two delivered from Easton Walker off a 2-1 count to 2-2. Two and two. So two balls, two strikes, one out, bottom six, Gonzaga five, and BYU one. The Zags five runs on nine hits, BYU one run on just two hits against the outstanding starter Alec Jacob for Gonzaga. Foul ball into foul territory, well beyond the grandstand, down the third baseline. Still action in the BYU bullpen on this now chilly Inland Empire night. Temps in the mid-50s now with the wind 
blowing considerably. And that's chopped into foul territory, handled by bullpen catcher of BYU. Joshua Cowden, tonight's starting catcher. The battery made for Easton Walker, who delivers the 2-2. And that's four hold for a single to right. And the 10th hit of the night for Gonzaga. And that'll put Ernie Yake at first. And Ernie Yake has now reached safely in 18 consecutive games with hits now in 10 of his last 12. And I bet that's like 10 consecutive games against us <laughs> over the last three years. I can't wait till he graduates, Greg. I'm telling you, he has just been a thorn in our side. That's the second or third, second at least four-hole single that the Zags have hit tonight. Yeah. So five runs, ten hits. BYU one run, two hits. As throwing back to first is Easton Walker. And Easton's uh, tough luck season, you know, kind of continues here a little bit. He's just he has such good stuff and is such a fighter out there, but the results just aren't there as a team when Easton's on the hill. Frequently enough this year, one and three is Easton coming in two tonight. That's strike one. Well, he's not a type of kid that's going to feel sorry for himself or or get down on himself or his team, but I'm going to feel sorry for him because hmm. he's just had the worst luck, and all he does is go out there and just give it his all every single day. They had the good fortune to transport Easton from airport to hotel yesterday. And he was kind enough to not get on me for loading us into the wrong vehicle <laughs> to start our journey. Oh, you're allowed one mistake, Greg, and there's your one. Oh, one from Easton. Back to first. And diving back is Ernie Yake. Gonzaga doesn't run a ton, but they're pretty successful when they do. Yake takes his lead. The 0-1 count. One out. Bottom six. And BYU down 5-1. to one. Yake, four for five on a stolen base tries this year. Oh, one, the count remains. The righty Walker kicks and fires outside for ball one. Guthrie Morrison is in the box. Morrison tonight, singled, brought home on a sack fly in the first, flied out to center in the third, singled and scored in the fifth. And the fifth is the big inning for Gonzaga. Four-run inning to make it a 5-1 game. Cooks down four in the bottom of the sixth. The 1-1. Taking off is Yake. Chopper will end up with one out. Yeah. As coming in on the play, Peyton Cole didn't have a chance at second with Yake on the move. So Yake ends up at second, but thrown out at first is Guthrie Morrison on the ground out 4-3. Yeah, not sure if he was a hit and run there or if he was just protecting the runner, but... It's a good thing he was running there, or else that would, that would have been an ending, any ending double play. It was easily handled by Peyton, but by the time Peyton handled it, the runner, Yake, was crossing behind him. So no chance for two. They get the one, and two out now. Bringing Brett Harris to the plate. Harris, earlier tonight, hit for the 18th time. Hit by pitch in the fifth, and he scored. On that three-run home run. Count empty and two out here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Brett Harris on a 10-game hit streak. The batting average and slugging percentage and on-base percentage and runs and hits and total bases leader. In addition to being hit by pitch leader, truly does it all. Harris hitting from the right side. The righty hurler, Walker, remains on the hill. The BYU starter stays in bottom six, we are. 
That's laced foul down the third base, uh, the first baseline. 0-1 to Harris. Greg Rubel and BYU Baseball Operations Director Tuckett Slade with you from Spokane this weekend. Game one of a three-game set. And if the Cougs were going to get back in the conference title chase, you got to think you got to win the series and maybe even go for a sweep to think about realistic shots. But Cougs will need to come back to keep those hopes alive here in Spokane. That's Chopper, and he'll end up tagging out. Oh. He's out of the baseline. He's out of the baseline. He's out out of the baseline, though. He's out of the baseline. Handled the grounder and then tried to tag out Yake, and Yake, in evading the tag, was out of the baseline. And Mike Littlewood will come out to argue that very point. So the chopper to third, and had Deming chosen to go to first, it's an easy retirement, right? But he had had Yake in the base path, and he says, I'll just tag him out. Yake did a sidestep, and he's called safe at third. So it's first and third with two out right now, but Coach Mike Littlewood... And the discussion may not yield the desired result here, but he and Timothy Vesey are having a talk. And Mike will trudge back to the dugout with runners at the corners now. He's 1,000% out of the baseline. It's an easy, routine call for an umpire, and he doesn't call it. That is so bad. That is unbelievable how bad that is as an umpire. You have to make that call. You cannot miss that call. It's the easiest call in the book. He's outside the baseline. He's clearly trying to avoid the tag. Just call him out. And so for Austin in that case, yes, he could make the throw in time, but for him the easier play, right, is yeah, just tagging the, the guy. Yeah. Mm. That is so bad as an umpire. So Timothy absolutely blew that call. The appeal to no avail and first and third two out. The Cougars can still get out of the inning with no one across. And now pitching coach Michael Bradshaw and Joshua Cowden. And right now it's a two-person conference. We'll see if it's joined by any others, but a visit to the mound by the pitching coach. And a 5-1 ball game. Five runs on ten hits. As runners are on the corners, after a a ground ball to third that Austin Deming handled cleanly, instead of throwing to first to get what could be considered a sure out, he took the more sure thing, and with Yake in the base path, he reached out to tag him, and in taking a an evasive maneuver. Yake avoided the tag and got to third where he was called safe. And there was no one at third as Deming was going to handle the play. No one to cover, and that was the way it was adjudicated by third base umpire Timothy Vesey. So first and third, two out, count empty for Tyler Rando. And Rando lofts it near the BYU bullpen and beyond it, deep into foul territory. It'll be 0-1 to Rando. So it's called a fielder's choice, officially, and runners on the corners. And foul down the opposite baseline, the first baseline. So 0-2 to Rando. Ernie Yake is at third, and Brett Harris is at first, officially reaching on a fielder's choice. Yake singled, advanced to second on a 4-3 ground out where he was running on the pitch, and then Harris on a fielder's choice that could have been a runner out of the baseline, puts Yake at third, first and third. Two out, 0-2, and didn't get the call, did Walker. It goes to ball one and two strikes on Tyler Rando. Rando, sack fly in the first, 5-4-3 double play ball in the third, and flight out to center in the fifth. 
as he's 0 for 2 tonight with an RBI. He hits now in the 6th in a 5-1 ball game. Zags 5, BYU 1. The Cougs just 2 hits to the Zags 10. Time called by the hitter Rando. Clearly the only argument Mike Littlewood could make was the one you were making on the air, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just an out that you call as an umpire. You don't even, you don't even look at a second, of course. And a single up the of middle course. will bring home Yake, make the score 6-1, to one, and put runners at first and second with still two out here in the bottom of the six. So Tyler Rando, an RBI single straight up the middle. It brings home Yake with the Zags' sixth run, and that may do it for Easton Walker tonight. Coach Mike Littlewood is out. The infielders will converge on the hill, and we will see a pitching change after this. We'll take a break. We're in the bottom of the sixth, Gonzaga six, BYU one on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Easton Walker's night is done with the Gonzaga leading 6-1. to one. Pitching change for BYU brought to you by PZ Printing. PZ Printing, nothing inspires like print. Right-hander Drew Zimmerman enters the game for BYU. Cougs down five here in the bottom of the sixth. The Zags took a 1-0 lead in the first. BYU tied the game 1-all in the third. Then a four-run fifth, including a three-run home run on a first home run of the season by Mason Marenko with the wind helping it in a direction that apparently never helps balls here in Spokane. That made the score 5-1. And then after a disputed base runner call that put runners at the corners, a single in the next at-bat brought home Ernie Yake with the Zags' sixth run here in the bottom of the sixth. And 6-1 is our score. The Zags, six runs, 11 hits. BYU, one run, two hits. We have two out here still in the bottom of the sixth. And runners at first and second. Andrew Orzel, having extended his hit streak and reached safely streak earlier in this game, hits now with a runner in scoring position. And his team up five. And Drew Zimmerman is in as the next pitcher of record for BYU. I've got to work your way out of it right here. Keep it to a five-run game. Harris at second, Rando at first, and Orzel in the box. It's already a tall task when you're facing Jacob down yeah. five runs now, but uh, they score any more here, and it's, it's about over. Zim will turn and fire to second, and diving back ahead of the throw is Brett Harris. Drew Zimmerman, another one of the pitchers I was able to bring to the hotel yesterday. I also had the Friday starter with me, Jack Sterner. See Jack tomorrow night against Gabriel Hughes, who's the DH for Gonzaga tonight. Dancing off second is Harris. Zim fires in, and ball one after first pitch was a strike, so it's an even count with two out here in the bottom of the sixth. Six-one Zags. The league-leading Zags. Zags in the all-whites tonight, and BYU in the all-anthracite tonight. Nice pitch by Zim. Strike two. One and two to Orzel. Yeah, really good slider right there. I mentioned my rental car mistake yesterday. The agent told me a Ford in spot 21. I got into a Ford in spot <laughs> 21, but there was another Ford two rows over in another 21. <laughs> that my key actually started. That was the one that started. Well, I was glad you made that mistake because then that gave me the opportunity to beat you to the hotel. It did. I was so, in pretty good shape. I yeah. got, I, you know, I got the key before I got the luggage. I was ahead of the game. The guys are going to be impressed. I'm all ready to go, and I guess all in the wrong car. 
one and two. Slow chopper. Will it go, go foul? foul. It will. Foul. Yeah, it rolls foul down the third baseline. Stays one and two with two out here in the bottom of the sixth. My only hope now is that that misadventure isn't an omen for the trip. I'll see the Kooks turn things around here. 6-1 is the score. Zags lead it. Bottom of the sixth. Misadventure might uh, describe Saturday's weather at this point. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's, it's looking iffy. And, and the crazy thing about the conference rules and us not playing on Sunday, that if we don't get that game in on Saturday, then they can force us to stay until Monday to finish that game, which means for an off day Saturday, off day Sunday, and then having to play Monday, which we were scheduled to play Arizona State Monday at our That's place. Right. So Monday morning. It, yeah, it morning, really too. 11 a.m. Can really throw a wrench in things. That's grounded and off the glove of the shortstop. Brock Watkins into center. It'll bring another run in, and that may be the first official error of the night against BYU. Tough handle there, but got a glove on it, did Brock. And the grounder to short ends up bounding into center, and the Zags bring home their seventh run. As scoring from second is Brett Harris. Holding at second is Rando. And on the play, Orzel finds himself at first base. Yeah, Brock got a ball hit, you know, right to his left. Play that he's got to make and bounces over his glove. And this inning just keeps going. I don't recall Gonzaga with an error, so they might have put the error in the wrong wrong spot. Yeah. So, first error of the game officially is against BYU. Brock Watkins had a skip off his glove. It's short, and the inning prolongs. Next pitch from Zim is strike one to Mason Marenko. Marenko. With a three-run home run that changed this game in the fifth inning. Seven to one Zags now. Seven runs, 11 hits. BYU one run on two hits. And you hear the wind whipping into our crowd mic. You're at Patterson Baseball Complex. Fans in the stands on a chilly night here in Spokane. Runner at second is Rando. At first is Orzel. Marenko. The count at one and one. And Zim on the hill. And Zimmerman fires low and outside for ball two. Two balls, one strike. BYU will trail going into the seventh inning. Cougs do have a couple of wins on their resume this year when trailing after six. But they're down six right now. Seven to one is our score. Tall task with a tall and talented pitcher on the hill in Alec Jacob. Zimmerman goes 5-6 hole with that one, and it'll bring home from second. Nope, Randall will stay at third. He rounded, but he stayed, and so bases will be loaded on the single to left from Marenko. So Marenko at first, Orzel at second, Rando at third, and the sacks are stacked with two out here in the bottom of the sixth inning, and already two runs across for Gonzaga. This was a 1-1 ball game into the fifth, but four in the fifth, two in the sixth, and a seven-to-one lead for Gonzaga. The bases are loaded now for the left-handed hitting left fielder, Jack Maktoff. Maktoff, a fly out and a ground out, and then a single. He was thrown out trying to advance to second. And this is one of the few games this year, Greg, that uh, we've just really been outplayed in every facet of the game. You know, they've played better defense. 
They've gotten 12 hits on on the day, seven runs. Their pitcher is just absolutely just dominating right now. And we just haven't played a great game. Easton pitched out of some jams early. And then obviously in the fifth inning wasn't able to do that and gave up the four runs. And then, of course, his confident veteran team is just making us pay for it. Because it's just, they just keep adding on. And that's a deep foul down the first baseline by Jack Maktoff. In WCC games, with the bases loaded coming in two tonight, Gonzaga was hitting 500. Yeah. 11 for 22 with the sacks stacked in WCC play. They've already played 15 WCC games, so a pretty decent sample size there. Cougs have played three fewer league games. Six and six are the Cougs in league. 11 and four, the Zags in conference play. Jack Maktoff wingmills the bat and awaits the 0-2 from Drew Zimmerman. The righty kicks and fires. And that is laced and almost to the exact same spot, a little deeper down the first baseline foul. And the bases stay loaded in an 0-2 count to Jack Maktoff. Maktoff has hits now in eight of his last ten games, and he's reached safely in 20 consecutive games. So all these, I mean, it's no matter who you look to in this lineup, there's some superlative yeah, that yeah. speaks to how good this team is offensively. Yeah, this is this is the best team in the league this year, and, and numbers and numbers aren't lying. They pitch it, they play defense, they hit in the clutch. They're a good, talented team. Seven to one, Zags lead it, and now he decides to go the other way into foul territory. So Maktoff is exploring every part of the park here, but everything in foul territory at this point. Oh, and two, the count stays two out. In the last two innings, the bottom halves have lasted a while. Yes, they have. This game was really sailing along. We were halfway done in an hour. And since then, the uh, hits and the runs have been piling up for the home team. Gonzaga 7, BYU 1. Seven runs, 12 hits for the Zags. One run, just two hits for BYU. Drew Zimmerman is the Cougs' second pitcher, replaced Easton Walker. Maktoff awaits the 0-2. And stripes that one to right. And through the glove of Cole Gamble at the wall. It will clear the bases. Gamble may be hurt as holding at second is Maktoff. A deep double to right, and Gamble's on one knee. It was in his glove at the wall. It came out of his glove at the wall. Two more runs scored, three runs score, and 10 to 1 the score. And maybe he turns an ankle and trying to make that pitch or make him make that catch at the wall, I'm not sure. Trainer Judd Franson's going to make the slow run out to deep right field, and it looks like it's more of a limp than anything else from Cole Gamble. I don't think it was upper body, but he was slow to get up. He was on one knee for a long time out there. Yeah, the ball was absolutely laced to the to right field, and Cole went back hard, but uh, he jumped. It, it went off the top of his glove. He hit the wall hard. And, and, uh, and now with trainer Judd out to visit with Cole. He's bent at the waist, hands on his knees, and he was slow to get up. Holding it second on the play was Jack Maktoff. He just laced that one to right, and you know it got to Cole's glove. It would have made a spectacular play, similar to the one Hayden Latham made early in the game and left, but it came out of Cole's glove at the wall, and two more runs score. Three more runs score, I beg your pardon. Clearing the bases, it was bases loaded, and so the 
Zags' bases-loaded prowess continues unabated here tonight in Spokane, and 10-1 to 1 is our score. Well, four in the fifth and five in the sixth now for Gonzaga. And, and all five runs scored after Austin Deming had the routine ball to third that he chose not to throw to first. Instead, he tried to tag the runner, and the runner was out of the baseline. They called him. He wasn't. But that's a hard play because, I mean, you want Deming just to throw across the diamond, but when all of a sudden the runner is, is two feet from you to your left and you see that in the corner of your eye, you're like, oh, it's easier just to get the easy out. And then he jumped out of the way towards left field out of the baseline. The umpire says he didn't get out of the baseline, which it looked from here and the replay that he definitely was out of the baseline, and it's turned into five runs on some clutch hitting from the Zags. Yeah, to be fair, you know, the the play could have been made one way, but he chose to make it another way that normally is a pretty safe way to make it, and didn't get the call he hoped for after the player evaded the tag, and everything's kind of unspooled from there. Mm. Yeah, really. Isn't that the way it's gone this year, though? It really has. It's just like twilight zone, I feel like. Gabriel Hughes, by the way, the number eight hitter, fouls it on a one-ball count down the left field line and fair to end foul territory. So one and one with two out here, still two out here in the bottom of the sixth. It's been a five-run sixth so far for the Zags. The lead now 10 to one. Tukes were hanging in with the league's best team. It was 1-1 to the bottom of the fifth. But four in the fifth and five in the sixth and strike delivered by Drew Zimmerman. Bases loaded double by Jack Maktoff. So a three RBI double, a three-run home run, the two big blasts in this one for Gonzaga. And their bases loaded in conference play has even gotten bigger now, over 500 now. Thirteen for 24 in league play with the bases loaded. That's, that's clutch. Impressive. Yeah, and it's no. as clutch as I it mean, comes. Ten runs, 13 hits for the Zags. One run, two hits for BYU. The Cougs have the lone error, a reach out, and that'll be caught on the fly by the second baseman, Peyton Cole. So a soft liner finally ends the sixth, but damage done again. Ten to one through six. We head to the seventh on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.